Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's a brand new year, and what better time to get going with that online store you've been thinking of? Those I was there when Arsenal actually scored a goal t-shirts would fly off the shelves right now. And to get yourself up and running, you need Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way through to the did we hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort with thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash arsblog, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash arsblog. Hello and welcome to another Arsblog Arscast on Arsblog.com in association as always with www.oleole.com, the football social networking site. Due for a relaunch, loads of cool stuff coming up within the next week, so do check it out. That's www.oleole.com. Not really sure how long this Arscast is going to be because I've got, as I mentioned on the blog yesterday... I have got an earache, and this earache is an absolute fucking cunt of a thing. Uh, It's getting worse throughout the day, so I had to go to the doctor, which is a pain in the fucking hole, because here you have to go pay pay a doctor on 60 euros and say, I've got an ear infection, and she'll say, yes, you you have an ear infection. And I say, I told you that. I just want the prescription for some antibiotics. See, the great thing about living in Spain, apart from the weather, and the, you know, semi-naked chicks on the beach and the cheap beer and the the ease at which you could go out uh, at night and and find fantastic food and restaurants and and all that kind of stuff, Uh, was the fact that um, you could go into a pharmacy and you said, I've got an ear infection. My ear is really, really painful. Can you give me some, you know, antibiotics? And they'll go, here you go. That's three cents, whatever it was. But here, no, it's fucking 80 euros to go to the doctor and, you know, whatever, pay the uh, pay the pharmacy for the prescription. So anyway, I've got a, a, an earache, so I'm grumpy. And my voice, as you can hear, is, is not quite recovered from uh, the weekend. Uh, the weekend, I went to London on Friday uh, to go over to the Reading game when we had our Ars Blog five-a-side tournament on, on Saturday morning, 9 o'clock. The green team went over, and, and uh, of course, being the, uh, the hospitable guests that we are, you know, we, 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 we drank. Um, uh, quite a lot uh, on the 
on the Friday evening. Well, I certainly did. I know a couple of the others did, too. We drank a good amount. Um, and that, you know, as we know, is not ideal preparation for playing football the next day. It's certainly not ideal preparation uh, for playing football at 9 o'clock the next day. What's also not ideal preparation is, is not really reading the rules. Or, well, sort of reading them and then forgetting them. You see, there was this rule that you're not allowed to step inside the box. And if you do, it's a penalty. We don't play that rule here in proper football land. We don't. But, you know, I'm casting no aspersions. Uh, I'm just saying that it was our fault for not really paying too much attention to it. However, you would have thought that after, you know, the first game, when we gave away two penalties for it, we'd have learned. But, no, consistently throughout the tournament... We gave away penalties for encroachment into the box. Uh, I know for some of us it's the first time we've been in a box in quite some time, uh, but that's really no excuse. However, however, it was tremendous good fun. Uh, even though the green team came last, we lost two penalty shootouts. Did I miss a penalty? No, I didn't. Nor am I the kind of man that would point fingers at the chokers who did. So I won't continue going on and on about it. Uh, the white team won. Congratulations to them. Uh, but the green team will be back next year to defend our, our wooden spoon. And next year we will uh, drink in moderation the night before the event. I think that's, uh, I think that's the idea. I've got to say a big thanks to uh, Arthur and former uh, West Stantone for all his organization, to Toff uh, for his uh, camera work, which was Spielberg-esque. I can't say any more. Uh, and our, our referee and timekeeper and adjudicator, uh, Sepp Kunter, otherwise known as Dublin Gooner. Uh, well done, boys. It was a fantastic day out. Great to see everybody in the Tollington afterwards. Uh, there was loads there. And, um, you know, it was, uh, as always, after a win, an Arsenal win, can you believe it was fantastic against Reading, uh, you know, to, to drink with you people is just a wonderful thing, I have to say. Uh, what's not so much a wonderful thing is, is drinking until 3 o'clock in the morning. Because I think, what, what time did we get to the pub after the game? Half two, quarter to three or something? And and the drinking started. And there was an enormous group of people. And then I think we were down to about 18 uh, when we left at about six to go get some food. And then, you know, a few more fell by the wayside and a few more fell by the wayside. And there was only me and one left uh, walking up Upper Street at about 3 o'clock in the morning after being in some salsa place. Um, there was salsa dancing going on as well, uh, and then some some other place we lost the we lost the scandies, and then we went to some other place which I don't really remember apart from the fact that we were ordering rum and sitting in very comfortable armchairs, which is nice when you're drinking. Then we went and got some kind of kebab, and then there was only me left all on my own. So my voice hasn't uh, quite recovered um, just at this moment in time. I I'm hoping maybe to do a demo where I, I could do some, you know, film trailers or, or something like that. I could, you know, narrate a, a biopic of, of Barry White, perhaps. I, I don't know, but it's certainly croaky and, and stuff anyway. Uh, so there you go. But anyway, a fantastic weekend. Uh, it did fuck me up completely this week, but sure, there you go. I'm an old man now. These things take a while to, uh, to get over. I haven't told you what's coming up on this week's show yet, so I might as well do that now. Uh, in a minute, I'll be talking to the man from East Lower about Reading, about Hleb and Flamini and transfers and Van Persie and, and all kinds of things. I'm sure the man in the bar has got some kind of a player history. I'm nearly positive on that. Uh, Bue is here and, and some other bits and pieces as well. I haven't been, you see, I haven't had a chance really to, to do too much today because I've just been sort of sitting here wondering wh why those bees are in my ear. It's like bees in my ear. 
and they're stinging me in my ear. And then they're opening up the sting bits and they're getting out these like glass bottles of pain juice and injecting me in the stingy bits with, with pain juice. Motherfucking bees. I hate bees. I once swallowed a bee. Well, I didn't swallow it. I swallowed half of it. I think it was its head. Seriously, I was cycling along when I was a kid and, and I was, wee, I don't know, I was 10 years of age and whatever. I must have caught up to a slow flying bumblebee and its stingy bit went right into my lip. And then I was like, and trying to take it out. And it was, and I went, and I swallowed its head. And I was trying to pull the stinger. Uh, seriously, I looked like fucking one of those stupid actresses that gets that collagen shit in their lips. But, but worse, I was sitting there for fucking hours going, I couldn't try and talk. So that's why I hate bees. By Arse Blogger, age 36. I suppose we'll go and talk to the man from East Lower, will we? Yes, we will. Okay, man from East Lower, hello to you, sir. Hello to you as well. Uh, nice to get back to winning ways against Reading on Saturday. It, it seemed like it had been an age since we won a game. Well, I think it had been an age, a footballing age at home, yeah. It had been two months, so it, it was nice. It was uh, it was very nice indeed. I thought we played pretty well, although I didn't think Reading were all were all that, to be honest. So, um, But nevertheless, I thought we played pretty well without killing it off, which is a classic Arsenal trait anyway. But no, it was good. I enjoyed it a lot. Nice to see Theo Walcott. Arsene Wenger said it, it was his most complete game as, a, as an Arsenal player. Would you go along with that? I think it was his most complete 90 minutes, yeah. I think, I think it was. Um, he was really good. I mean, you know, he, I think I said a while ago myself that he's going to have to play a, a string of games and he'll make mistakes and he won't look very good in some of them and he won't look very good in parts of, of games and he might look good in other parts. But ultimately, you don't ever get... To kind of go to that next bit where, which I think he needs to go to. I think he he's got to play these games. So yeah, he was great. I thought I thought I thought it was really good. Uh, Robin van Persie could have had a couple of goals, I suppose. He had a good chance and hit the bar and post with with one free kick. Um, maybe he hasn't quite had the the impact that we would have liked since he came back from from his injury. Um, he's quoted today as saying uh, that that Arsenal is a team that that everybody likes. He says, everyone says, what a fantastic team. We've won a lot of respect. We may not have won trophies, but we've won a lot of respect. Um, mm. Is there a danger? Now, he does, in fairness to him, I'm not going to misquote him or anything, say we do have to add trophies to this now, that's it. But is yeah. there a little danger that this team is maybe focused a little too much on style and not enough on substance? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that's true, to be honest. I, I think, uh, ultimately, Wenger wants to win um but but do it in you know by playing great football and uh, maybe he hasn't quite got that quite got that balance right at the moment so no I mean I, d I don't think that there's an emphasis on the style over substance uh, I think ultimately you know he, he's, he's no fool Wenger he can't just play brilliant football forever and never win us a trophy so I think he's well aware of that and I think the fact is this year we, we were brilliant for a while and we tailed off and there are lots of reasons for that but um I'd rather I'd rather challenge like we did and, and play some great football. And, you know, um, but having said that, I'd also like to win. So ne next season, I think, uh, I think, it, I think Wenger has to be a bit pragmatic and, uh, and play as good as he, you know, as nice football as he can, but at the same time, um, give us a bit of an extra steal, I think. All right. Does that come down necessarily to, uh, to adding new players to the squad or changing the style of play somewhat? Or how does he go about bringing this team to the next step? Because we have to, we have to say that there's been an improvement since last season. So what does he need to do um, you know, to, to bring us on next year and make silverware a reality? 
Well, <laughs> it's a million dollar question, isn't it? I, yeah, I think, yeah, you've um, got 30 seconds to answer, buddy. <laughs> all right, well, okay. Look, uh, we're, we're, we, like you said, we played better this year than last. True, that's definitely true. Uh, and we need to make a, a kind of equivalent jump again next season. And that might, I think that definitely involves some new players. I think it involves, we've already got a bit more experience, so that's good. Um, and, and, and maybe, you know, maybe um, uh, it involves a bit of tinkering with the system from time to time. But having said that, I think we were a bit better balanced that way anyway this year. I think with added by all, we, you know, we weren't so reliant on uh, trying to pass it through the middle. So um, uh, that's your 30 seconds. I think, I think ultimately we need to make a similar improvement next year with a few extra players, but nothing wholesale, I would say. All right. You say nothing wholesale, but obviously there are doubts over uh, three players in particular. Matthew Flamini, who's, who's wanted by AC Milan, Juventus and Bayern Munich. Uh, today, Inter Milan admitted they're interested in Alexander Hleb and his, um, his ice cream flavours. And as well, Gilberto is, is a player that, uh, I suppose, while he's been a, pro- a professional this season, he, he wants to play football. Um, given the fact there's, there's doubts over those three players, um, how do you see the managers thinking in the transfer market? Obviously, he wants to keep them, but it, Flamini in particular is looking doubtful. Yeah, I agree. And actually, I, I have to say, I don't think Leb's looking particularly rosy either. I mean, uh, the whole ice cream scenario turned out to be true by all accounts, didn't it? So um, uh, I would say both of those are big doubts now. So, yeah, obviously, when what, what I think we, we needed to add to what we had add to the squad, you know, without losing any. So obviously, if we if Wenger thinks he wants to sign two or two or three players, then it will be five or six players if those players go. So definitely, we've got to try and keep hold of them. But I'm increasingly um less confident about both of those two gilberto i think uh i think i think he you know th- there's probably more of a chance of um of him staying but i i'm really I'm a bit worried about the others i have to say if you had to choose one or the other if i said to you now choose either Hleb or flamini which one would you choose uh <laughs> that's like saying booze or fags isn't it or something like that mm. uh Hleb or flamini um who would i choose i would i would I think I would retain Flamini on on this season's form, um, but uh, but yeah, they're both good players. I mean, I know Kleb doesn't score very much, um, but he does bring a lot of other stuff to the to, to the team. So I, I don't want either of them to go. Okay, fair enough. I was on you know, either or. <laughs> but but you know, I'm a bit worried, and I, and I do honestly think that one, if not both of them, might at this stage it looks a bit that way. I mean, all that stuff that Flamini was going on about. I want to concentrate on the season and. Um, uh, you know, and then we'll talk about contracts. Well, a load of crap. I mean, let's face it. He he works about three hours a day. How, how long does it take to say I want X a week and then sign on the line? I, I think he, I think he's been holding out for this a bit. That's the thing that worries me. Yeah, given the fact that he's been out injured now for what two weeks, you know, if he hasn't found time to uh, sign a deal now, I, I don't think he's ever going to. But, but even if he wasn't injured, you know, he's got advisors. How long does it take? Mm, well, this is true. This is true. I don't know. I want this. We'll give you that. Well, how yeah. about we meet in the middle? Okay, what, a win bonus, appearance bonus, yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. There you go. I could do it in 10 minutes, I have yeah, to say. I, I reckon I could do it in five. Yeah. Well, well you're, you've always been a bit quicker off the mark than me. Um, I'm just a bit cheaper as well, maybe. Well, that could be it too. <laughs> um, let's talk uh, about the Derby game on uh, on Monday a little bit and, and looking ahead towards the end of the season. Um, we know that uh, Abu Dhabi is not going to play again this season. Uh, we know Rosicki is not going to play again this season. Um, Arsene Wenger said that he's looking maybe to rest some of the players who are going to be involved in the European Championships. 
possibly you know, to, to, to give them as much rest as possible before that. But I suppose the add-on effect is that they won't be quite as knackered when they, when they come back from, uh, from the tournament itself. Uh, is it a good chance now that uh, pre- or Champions League football is guaranteed? Uh, is it a good chance to, to blood some youngsters? Uh, for example, if Chelsea were to win against uh, Manchester United on, on uh, Saturday... Uh, that would make second place almost impossible for us. Do you think that would affect his thinking as well in terms of who he might bring in? Yeah, I think it probably. I think it probably will. I, I think realistically, it's third now, and I think he probably knows that. Yeah, barring some some calamity, I think it probably is third, and so that that will be in his thinking. And uh, uh, I mean, I don't know <laughs> if he's going on about resting people like Fabregas. Then I don't know who we're going to play in midfield, given we haven't. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's a brand new year, and what better time to get going with that online store you've been thinking of? Those I was there when Arsenal actually scored a gold t-shirts would fly off the shelves right now. And to get yourself up and running, you need Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way through to the did we hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort with thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash arsblog, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash arsblog. He got anybody else. Maybe he's going to play 8-0-2 or something like that. I don't know. But um, uh, I think uh, I think that's, I don't think it's such a bad idea. I, I think uh, and let, if Chelsea were to lose on Saturday, then that, that would change things. But um, I think I think he's probably just being a bit um, a bit wise about things. I don't blame him, to be honest. All right. Um, man for me, slower. We better leave it there. A prediction for the Derby game? Uh, um, definitely a win. <laughs> it's going to be. Look, let's face it; they've won one league game all season, and uh, if we lose to them, then I don't know. I really will despair. So, and I don't think we'll lose. I think we'll win. Um, but I think it'll depend uh, quite a lot on what team he puts out, which will be quite interesting, I suspect. All right, uh, we'll catch up with you on another Arscast in the near future. Thanks very much. We'll do. Take care. Thanks to the man from East Lower, and he will be back on another Arscast in the near future. Flamini or Hleb? There's a question for you. Flamini or Hleb? If you could choose just one of them, who would you choose? Well, me, Flamini, I have to say, because I think um, 
it's probably easier to replace a, a player like Kleb, a more creative player, with a, with a better creative player. Now, I'm not saying you'll find somebody who's as skillful on the ball as Kleb, which he is undeniably brilliant on the ball, the way he finds space and, and moves around. It's fantastic. But as an attacking threat, end product, we keep going on about it, when you play in the positions he's played in, you know, left or right side of midfield or as a support striker, you would expect them to score more goals. And I think that ultimately is, is, is how you're going to be judged when you play in that position. He scored three league goals this season. That's just one more than Philippe Senderos uh, and one less than William Gallas, who are both central defenders. So really, you know, that, that, that kind of return isn't great. Flamini, however, I don't see too many midfield players like Flamini around. The ground that he covers... And we've seen it. You've seen the stats this season from the Champions League when they look at, you know, this guy's run 10 kilometers, this guy's run 10 and a half kilometers, and Flamini's running 13. That that kind of energy and drive is, is very difficult to find. As well as that, he's, he's a great talker. Uh, he gives you that in every single game that he plays. Uh, he's got this, uh, I don't know, this uh, uh, desire to win games. You can see it the way he G's everyone up around him. I think, sadly, I think Flamini is leaving, and I think we're going to miss him next season. I think we really are. Uh, and people might say we didn't do enough to keep him. I'm sure that the money on offer uh, to Matthew Flamini is very, very, very good indeed. Very good. Uh, because, you know, take into account, for example, Flamini gets 50 grand a week uh, and maybe he wants supposedly 60 grand a week. That extra 10 grand a week over the course of the contract isn't really going to make that much difference when you uh, are going to have to go out uh, and buy a player to replace him. So you've got to go out then, pay money for a player, pay him a signing on fee, pay him similar wages over the course of uh, of the contract. So I don't think this thing is down to money at all. I've said this before, but I think possibly Flamini just wants to go elsewhere. And I think, you know, unless you offered him like ridiculously stupid money, which I would be against, uh, unless you offer him that kind of money, I, I don't think he I don't think he's going to stay, which is sad. So Flamini or Lev becomes academic unless Lev leaves as well and goes to Inter Milan. They say they want him. They say he's one of their targets. This is Roberto Mancini talking, though. So maybe Roberto Mancini won't be the man in charge at Inter Milan next season. And all of a sudden, if, if Mourinho, for example, goes to Inter Milan, will he want Fleb? Will he? I'm not sure that he will. Or, you know, maybe he'll have Fleb thrust upon him. If that's not too terrible an, an image, uh, Alex Fleb being thrust on uh, Jose Mourinho or thrusting on... Yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens. But uh, those two players, certainly futures are in doubt. We'll go to the bar now. We'll be where the man in the bar has got a player history. Hello! There you are again now. Sorry for any interruptions in this week's old player history. Me voice is after going, so I sound like a prepubescent teenage boy. One minute I'm up and the next minute I'm right down here. So that's just the way you're going to have to put up with it. You see that old football during the week? What a load of old shite it was. Oh, Christ. United versus Barcelona. Thought it was going to be a great feast of football. But no, it was a great feast of shite. It was like someone coming out with a great big platter of donkey's bollocks. That's what it was. So much for your attacking expensive football. Christ, at least Ronaldo missed a penalty, though. That made me laugh. Like this. <laughs> That's the way I laugh when I'm really amused to see. And then Chelsea versus Liverpool. John Arnorisa. He should change his name, shouldn't he? To John Completely Shit Cunt. 
That's what I think, anyway. This week on the Old Player History, we're talking about a fella that played at centre-half for Arsenal. He was an Islington boy, so he was, started his career as a youth, and he made his professional debut on October 17th, 1981. His name was Christopher Anderson White. That's right, Chris White. And he wasn't white at all. That was the hilarious thing about him. He was as black as a black fella. And the whiteness came only from his name. Which, when you think about it, is curious. Because didn't we have a fella called Tommy Black? We did. And he wasn't black at all. He was white. And I'm wondering now, how come some colours are surnames and other colours aren't surnames at all. Like, for example, Chris White, Tommy Black, Andy Gray. Big cunt that he is, but he's got a colour for his surname, doesn't he? Rob Green plays in goal for West Ham. But where's Mickey Red or Trevor Purple or Arnold Yellow? I don't know where those fellas are or who they'd be playing for. Not at all. You don't see Johnny Burnt Umber or Albert Beige, do you? You certainly do not. Anyway, back to Chris White and his wonderfully patchy hair. He played a total of 113 games for Arsenal before he was let go to play indoor football for the New York Express and the Los Angeles Lasers. It's true that bit, I swear to God. And those of you who bemoan Emmanuel Adebayor playing up front for Arsenal should consider the fact that Chris White was often pressed into service as an emergency striker during the 1985 and 86 season. Now you can see perhaps how your bread is buttered on on both sides. I like my bread buttered on both sides, but it makes the plate all sticky. Anyway, nowadays Chris White runs his own recruitment agency. He specialises in getting Japanese people, then selling them on as half-trained ninjas for film extras. It's true. More from the man in the bar on next week's Arscast. What a coincidence that he had that kind of husky voice thing going on uh, as well. Uh, it must be a bug that's going around. Not that we hang around in the in the same bars or anything, really. Well, we do, obviously. I go down and record him, but we don't hang around together or anything. Nuh-uh. He doesn't, like, tell me stories and, and show me poems of when he was a young man or uh, black and white pictures of him in his uniform. It doesn't happen. Don't care what you think. Just doesn't. Right? So don't tell anyone. So what's happening ahead of uh, the game against Derby on Monday night? Monday night football? Uh Uh-uh. I don't like it, I have to say. You're waiting all weekend, all week, indeed, for your game. And then your game isn't even on the weekend. Everyone else is playing. Everyone else is having a good time. They're watching their teams. You have to wait all weekend to watch uh, Monday night football. But there you go. That's one of those things. Uh, we're going to be missing some players. Obviously, we're used to that now. Matthew Flamini is injured. Uh, Bakary Sanya is still injured. Uh, Abu Diaby, he's injured. He got re- uh, pulled a muscle playing for the reserves. And uh, I suppose that's a consequence of a, of a serious injury like he, uh, he had, uh, the ankle break against Sunderland. Uh, and you worry a little bit, I suppose, about Eduardo coming back and, and then becoming as injury-prone as Diaby has been uh, because, you know, he can give anyone a run for his money. Uh, Alexander Kleb, he won't play because of his slap uh, on Reading's Graham Murty. I mean, what's the point? If you're going to, you know, if you're going to hit someone, just fucking hit them. Don't slap them. What's he going to do? Get out a white white glove and challenge him to a duel or something? Give him a good dig if you really have to. 
Otherwise, keep your fucking hands down by your sides. Uh, and, of course, we'll be without Thomas Rosicki, who will be back next week. <laughs> oh, sorry, couldn't keep that up. Uh, no sign of, of Thomas, and, um, you know, I, I ain't holding my breath on that one at all. We may not have Colo either. There's an interesting thing, because he went off during the Reading game. Not sure how serious uh, his injury is. So we may see Emmanuel Abue. Now it's time to be at home with Emmanuel Abue. Oh, yeah. Welcome to my home. I am Abue. Abue like Al Pacino film. Top three Abue Al Pacino film. Number one. Devil's Advocate. Ebue loved the spicy guacamole. Number two. Dog Day Afternoon. If Ebue not footballer, Ebue be bisexual bank robber. Number three Ebue Al Pacino film. Scarface. Because first you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the women, and then you get the cordless headphone to have the silent disco with the women. Sorry, a boy having silent disco. You go now. Tune in next week for more At Home with Ebue. Oh, baby. On the, uh, the right-hand side of defense, uh, right back. Uh, and then what's interesting is, is who plays on the uh, right and, and left-hand side of, of midfield, whether we put Van Persie out there or, you know, Walcott could play out there, someone else on the right-hand side, don't know quite who. Maybe we could see uh, some of the uh, the younger players come through. Arsene Wenger has spoken about resting some of the players for Euro uh, 2008 or resting them ahead of that to let them recharge their batteries. I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head who that is. Bentner, uh, Sesk, Gallas, uh, Sanya, I suppose, but he's injured anyway. Clichy, maybe. I don't know. So we could see a fairly makeshift team uh, against Derby uh, on Monday night. Still, however makeshift the team is, you would expect them to come away with three points against uh, Derby, who are indeed, uh, without question, uh, the worst team to have ever graced, shall we say, uh, the Premier League. Uh, bottom of the table with a, uh, 11 points, goal difference of something like minus 65. If we don't get three points uh, there, as the man from East Lower said, well, then we can start to despair somewhat. Uh, but you have to be confident. So maybe some, some Monday evening pints, or maybe I'll just sit at home and watch it. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I have to go now because uh, my ear is hurting again, and I need to drink more whiskey. I'm finding the whiskey is really helping. Uh, Painkillers didn't help. Antibiotics haven't really helped. Uh, the whiskey has. Or maybe it's the combination of all of them. Whatever, uh, all I can say is that if you do have an earache, uh, maybe you should, you know, try all those things in tandem. Uh, maybe I could get some more uh, prescription drugs and non-prescription drugs as well. Uh, so if anybody has any non-prescription drugs, in particular if you've got some morphine that you're not using, uh, feel free to send that along to me. I can always put it to good use, I promise. All right then, uh, until next week's Arscast, uh, take it very, very easy indeed. Talk to you all next week on the blog. Bye-bye.
Oh, come on, son. Just wake up after you were brutally shot last week by that arse blog fella. Come on, son. Your mother misses you so much. Please wake up. Please. Dad. Oh, Dad, is that you? Oh, son, you're alive. I can't believe it. Oh, Jesus, it's fantastic. I, I just can't believe it. How are you, son? I'm all right, Dad. You know, a bit sore, but like... Seriously, I think unless we get, like, a new winger or two and a striker and a central midfield player, we're really just going to have no chance of making any trophies next season. I mean, when you look at the squad, Dad, what are you doing with that pillow? Ah, you made me the old son. I had no choice. I had no choice. (laughs) (laughs) mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market